0: If be ye not knowing yet, it's Wednesday today, okay? That means tonight, uh, I'm in Tucson, Arizona. That means tomorrow, Thursday, I am in San Diego, Friday, I'm in Pomona, Saturday, I'm in LA, the 15th, I'm in San Francisco, the 17th, I'm in Santa Cruz, okay? The 22nd, I'm in New York City. And then I got Texas dates in June, which we can be, uh, let's say, June 11th in Denton and 12th in Austin, Texas, okay? Come and see me, please. Solo, that's Solo. It was Serengeti playing a set as well. It's going to be a really good show, okay? Raps, good raps, interesting raps, creative raps, Positive, no, not positive. I don't want to say positive because I'm a lot of times I'm down on myself, but all right, let's start the show.
1: (laughs) Um, here I am. I I definitely feel connected. I feel very deeply.
0: It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me, but I have to think of you as in front of me because if I don't. I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? Yes, yes, yes. It is. Sunday right now. Now you're listening to this Wednesday. It's also Wednesday, um, you know, when you're listening to it. So it's, I mean, it's, it's actually all times right now happening simultaneously, uh, all space and time happening simultaneously. We could think in, in terms of that. I'd like, I like to think that way. I don't, you know, I, I'm not taught there's no fact here. There's no uh, evidence behind this, but it's a feeling that I have. Um, but for me, right now, it's also, we can say that it's finitely, it's 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 Sunday right now. And I leave tomorrow uh, to, to go on tour, uh, my first solo tour, uh, probably ever, or, or at least in 10, 15 years. I mean, you, yeah, but first solo tour ever, definitely. Um... So I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, I've been really working on all my stuff. Uh, I've continued to work every day, having great days. My health is doing better. I'm feeling better. Uh, But I have so much gosh darn stuff to do. And I'm going to say gosh darn because I'm sure my mother is listening to this. Uh, Because she is our guest today on The Wandering Wolf. Rachel Wolf. So We're going to get to her in a moment, but first let me say, and I think I can say this because I, 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 I do allude to the fact that uh, perhaps I have weirdness around sex and things like that. Maybe I didn't really allude to that, but let me just say that I, in case it wasn't clear uh, in all the other episodes that I've talked um, that that's a thing. But let me say that I don't believe I should have shame about the fact that I'm standing here, uh, Buck ass naked uh, right now. And it's not anything weird or sexual. Uh, so, you know, I feel like I should be okay with that. Uh, I am looking at my laundry right now, uh, staring down at it in a, in a big Ikea bag. One of those big, you know what I'm talking about? The, the weaved plastic uh, blue bags. Um, and that's going to go downstairs and get, and get thrown in the washer in a moment. But, and I don't know, and I'm also debating whether I can go outside because I, I you can only get to my basement by going outside and opening the hatch. So I, I'm debating whether to do that um, in the raw or whether I should, uh, you know, t- t- put on. But then I'm going to soil another pair of underpants if you look at it that way or taint them uh, with undercarriage. But let me just say that I believe one should empty themselves fully and I'm going to create a metaphor about this before you know re inhaling so like in yoga for example we want to empty our breath fully and have that full emptiness and even even really contract uh what we call the urianda banda which is the 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 sort of lower belly And and this is not a yoga podcast but I'm, I'm saying that as a metaphor for, you know, to, to, to explain why I am naked right now, standing here, uh, speaking into my AKG 414. Um, and I wanted to relieve myself of all of the clothing, the articles of garb, um, the vesticular, vesticular? Vesticular? Vest, vestibule, vest, vest. I feel like there's a word with the vest root uh, related to clothing, but just is that I wanted to release myself fully of my entire wardrobe, okay? Soil the entire wardrobe before putting it in the wash and starting fresh. I cleaned uh, my bathroom yesterday. Uh, I I got on my hands and knees today and cleaned the floors. You know, like I have hardwood floors. And instead of going downstairs and getting the Swiffer, I just kind of like wiped up all the dust and hairs with my hands. It's disgusting, but I did that uh, up in the bedroom today because it just was an impulsive cleaning thing while I was listening to a podcast. And sort of a spring thing, a transition, shedding myself uh, of not only all of my clothing, uh, but some layers of, mm, I don't even know where we want to go spiritually with this. Uh, Maybe some of you can write in and tell me what it is, because I don't exactly know, and I'm not going to a therapist right now who can explain this stuff to me, nor have I ever gone to a therapist who would ever actually explain anything to me. They just ask questions and have no judgments, which is good too. That's just fine. Uh, anyway, uh, I will be doing laundry today among several other things. Uh, I'll read you the list Bandcamp. And I know what that means. That means make sure that the mixtape is up on Bandcamp, ready to go, because that's coming out to you people. You may already have it now, uh, Wednesday. You know, as it's Sunday for me, as you know. Um, Good Friday and Torpedo rebounds with different BGVs. That means that the tracks that I'm using to rap off of uh, live have background vo- vocals, which we in the industry we call them BGVs, that are uh, not working for me right now. So I want to change that. Well Water, Black, and Ghost Dream add taste of vocal to get key. So I want to add some little thing that helps me get into my singing parts uh, easier there's many more things get square from josiah i'm not going to explain all these things get square from josiah that's the, the credit card thing backup an empty hard drives backup from computer by the cable uh that i need to get the computer into the di's find the getty instrumentals that he asked me for send off lunch line which perhaps you've heard that by now i don't know that's a song by me and Serengeti, our group name, Yet Undetermined. We have several names that we're working with. Uh, my front runners right now, and we'll see what comes to light. Our Well, there's the, the name Zingad that was the original name, and uh, which is something that Getty thought of recently. Laundry, shop, cook, buy flatware, merch cloth. <clears throat> so you can see there's several things uh, that I need to do today. You can hear my voice. I'm run ragged, I DJ'd a party last night, Uh, it's all happening, I'm out and about, um, meeting and greeting, uh, tweeting and reading, tweets, that is, but yeah, fantastic, I'm looking forward to this time on the road, me and Getty, just two fellas, you know, just two fellas hanging out, uh, watching HBO uh, on the late night in in the Holiday Inn. Uh, three star, you know, Phoenix Airport Hotel. I can say that because it's Wednesday. We checked out this morning. See what I mean? Just a couple fellas considering ordering a pizza. You know, I don't eat pizza, but we can still consider that. Considering ordering a Domino's off of the key card. Three four seven one 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 one. Oh, that's La Rosa's, but yeah. Anyway, let's let's get into this podcast, okay? Today, I have my mother on. We got together a few days ago. I've been meaning to have her on forever, Uh, and I asked her a long time ago. She said, yeah, I think I want to do it. She was very appreciative of the fact that I was having family on the the podcast. She listened to some of the one with my dad. Uh, If you haven't heard that, it's episode 18. You can check that out, Uh, and... She wanted to do it. She's afraid she would cry and get all, you know, too emotional. And you know, I guess she was weird about getting too deep in, in public about private stuff. And uh, I think we got to a good level uh, of discussion. It, it could have gone much deeper, of course. Uh, and maybe you can sense that. I know she knew that. I knew that. Uh, I didn't push her too hard into those deep crevices. Uh, of her psyche and 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 uh, of of the family, you know those things that might make her emotional. She did not cry. She te- her eyes might have watered a little bit. Uh, she cries very easily. Uh, she would cry at commercials on TV a lot of times when we were kids, or uh, at the end of Full House when she was doing housework while we were watching it, or something like that. But it didn't happen really. It was it, she kept it cool. Uh, it was a good talk. It was it was an adult talk. I think you'll dig it, despite the fact that it's not dramatic. So she kept putting it off. Finally, finally, uh, she did it. I don't think there's too much else I need to preface uh, about her. You know, she grew up in Philadelphia. We allude to the fact that she had moved to Cincinnati, but I don't know that we say that she came from Philadelphia. That's it. Let's get into this conversation with my mother, Rachel, Rachel Wolf.
1: This is about you.
0: That's okay. <laughs> it could be about me. And the thing is, I, I see, uh, you know, I hang out with a girl like that, and then I start to, like, I'm not, I wouldn't say obsess, like, think about her all the time, but, like, that possibility is always in my mind. Right, that, okay, right, well, right, This could be something, um, you know, we have a good rapport. But, like, bottom line is she works in a tea shop, and I'm going in there, and Right. Talking to her in there, it's a good rapport in there. I don't know
1: right, that right.
0: once you start getting more intimate, you know who knows. Right. You only
1: get to a certain level. Exactly, in you never like know. That. Yeah, um, and yeah, um, it's not really a real relationship at that point.
0: Of course, and and um, also the way that I am is that you know, like, it, like, is her sense of humor similar enough to mm-hmm. mine? Like mm-hmm. stuff like that that are like right. very, very important things. Yeah. You know, I don't really know that. I haven't... Yeah. You know, like, I'm, I am still feel like I'm in niceties because she works in a place and I, right. and I and frequent how, the place. That's what your
1: relationship with her is right Exactly.
0: Now. Yeah. So, I'm kind of... I mean, I, we talk about things that she's into, like yoga and whatever right. that I'm into, too. Um
1: Can't really be thinking about it too much, obviously.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, I... It, well, well, before I knew that she had a boyfriend, I right. actually at like one day this guy was in there she was like talking to him a good amount so like as i was leaving and i was in there till like 6 i'll get obsessed with something and then i'm like working 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 so like yeah. i was there till like past closing and um it was just me and her left and then i i asked her like i was like is that guy your boyfriend like just just like because i would have asked her out yeah if if uh if she would have said no this is my friend or whatever uh-huh. and she's like yeah it's my boyfriend then I got all I got all awkward I'm like oh okay that's cool that's cool alright see ya you know what I mean
1: <laughs> yeah kind of like yeah like a Seinfeld thing or something not Seinfeld yeah I own. mean it's yeah, just like just what else that, what could I yeah. say at that point right, you know right. what I
0: mean like, like oh he and like a nice guy yeah I didn't even say yeah. anything like that that's what I yeah. realized is like I got it was awkward and I, I was just like okay yeah like, and maybe it was obvious to her that I was about to ask her out if I... Yeah, it could have been. Like, I, I don't, don't know.
1: But I don't think it would have bothered her, you know. It's it's yeah. a normal thing, I don't think there's anything wrong with it.
0: All right.
1: Do you want me to put this up, or...? Oh, you, you can, can leave it open right for now.
0: But you, that's what I'm saying, is, like, in my mind, you know, oh, this could be someone that I could...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, ha- have a relationship with. And, you know, and I go through that maybe once every several months, you know, or, or something, I meet someone and it's like, oh, like, like, you know, like the one girl from, uh, Europe that, you know, that where you have a feeling like, okay, this could be something, but usually it always is not, doesn't work out that way. I don't Mm know why. Maybe Uh I'm too particular or I, I, am you know what I mean? Like I tend to, uh, I don't know. I just fall. Hmm. I fall out of interest very easily, very
1: quickly. Hmm. Maybe you need to, instead of having that kind of surface attraction, maybe you need to be working with somebody, or you know, working side by side. I don't know. But working with some like
0: how do like I don't have I mean, the type. of... You can't just
1: make that happen. Right. No, I know. I'm just saying.
0: You're saying just so that I'm forced to be around this person.
1: You become more in different... partners in a certain sense. Or you learn how to do stuff together rather than just the niceties, like you're right. saying. And it's a little bit different sort of thing. Although the niceties could turn into that if it became, you know. But Yeah, you, you tend to definitely are attracted to the same type of... Girls, women. You're not supposed to say girls. Even eight-year-old. Now they're calling young women. You can't even say <laughs> girls anymore.
0: Right. What, like, beautiful, but thin, you know?
1: Thin, beautiful, but also yeah. even just the... the
0: Facial not structure. That they're all
1: exactly the same, but I didn't mean just physically. I meant sort of...
0: Oh, the what they, they tend are. to be like? Yeah. Which is what?
1: Um, oh, gosh, you know. I mean, whatever I would say would be very surface also because I don't know them in any deep right well, And, and who, are you,
0: who are you using
1: as an well, example? I don't know. It just seems, well, maybe it's not true. And it seems like, you know, they're sort of, you know, either into the yoga thing and kind of, um, wispy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, like airy kind of. A- airy,
1: yeah, airy
0: not not like super like yeah I, don't, I guess I don't like hard women like very like
1: you don't seem to you don't usually are attracted to like earthy women although I don't know if I can say anybody's name but you know
0: what's earthy like like uh farmers and stuff
1: <laughs> yeah that would be sort of the epitome of earthiness but just kind of real down to earth kind of um I guess in one sense Becky would be earthy but no nah, she's not really earthy
0: Becky is not earthy,
1: not earthy at all. No. I am she's not wispy side, either, but no. she's
0: she's like... Uh,
1: Someone who's real sort of practical, um, you know, yeah. likes to cook a lot, um, does a lot of practical things. I and, I, mean, I, I like
0: the idea of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But maybe I'm not in it.
1: And maybe, maybe all those women are a little chubbier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because they're doing... The, they have to have those, like... I
1: don't know. It just seems to just go with earthy. Potato-digging you know? hands. <laughs> yeah. Total stereotypes, but... Maybe. I don't know. That's funny.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I don't he'd know. I think you'd
1: actually do well with someone who's a little more grounded, you know. I think
0: Well, I, yeah, but I I'm mean, mother. I, it's it's hard for me. Like, I'm only just attracted to who I'm attracted to. I yeah, don't know what it is, yeah. but I don't. I wouldn't say that the girl at the t- the woman, young lady at the tea shop is. I mean, wispy. I mean, do, you think by nature anybody that's like into yoga and uh, spirituality no, no, no. and things well, like well, that, to some like,
1: extent. But it's also the way she was. Ta- you know, I don't know this. She seemed like a very nice young lady. Yes. you know, I don't know her. That was just a sort of impression, the way people talk about it, and it could just be a a contemporary mode of speaking that right. that sounds that way to me, you know.
0: Oh, like like what saying like or like saying uh, like.
1: And maybe it is talking about the eastern things in a certain way, you right? Know, where it's, it feels kind of like whistles. With, with I didn't sense hear what you talked about when I went to the. B- <laughs> Nothing. It's just I don't know. It's, it's, an imp- it's not an it important impression. It sounds like
0: lists of incense going up. <laughs> the smoke <laughs> rising from the... I like that. Um, well... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day. But you know what? Air. Yeah, that's fine. But, um... I can take mine down a little bit too. Ooh, I'm sorry. What? Sorry. you the wrong one? I was going the wrong way. Oh. <laughs> um... But, um... You know, I th- sometimes I think that, like, oh, well, I, I, it would be really nice to have somebody in my life. But then other times I'm like, you know what, I'm fine by myself. And, like, you know, I think you have to kind of have, you have to be able to be around yourself and be comfortable with that Absolutely. and have, find, have something Absolutely. to do. And, have, you know? and
1: even when you have someone, you're married, you are still yourself and you're still by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there is a nice, you have somebody there. But there'll be a time in your life... You know, I've known men that have gotten married at 40, 42 for the first time. And, you know, if that's meant, there'll be a time when you feel right about it. Right. And it might sort of take you by surprise. I mean, it may not. Maybe someone you know for a while. Or it may take you by surprise, you know. You
0: I know. figure that I'll know it when I see it. Mm-hmm. You know. Or feel it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's kind of where, where my head is at. I'm, I... I talk to a lot of women, girls, and it's always very surface and I figure I'll know when it's supposed to be beyond that or uh-huh. when it feels like it is going beyond that.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know, if I give it a chance. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So, anyway, I'm sitting here in my car uh with my mother, Rachel Wolf, Rachel Reuben Wolf, and um yeah, we're at the, we're at Alt Park, Cincinnati, Ohio. Perhaps you can hear the small birds.
1: It's kind of a overcast, coolish day for May. Yeah, it but is. But pleasant sitting here. It would be harder sitting here in the car if it were really hot out.
0: Right. That's that is the good thing. that It is not that.
1: Yeah, it's kind of nice. Not too bad. So actually, when we first drove up here. Uh, I am reminded, unfortunately, of when we came when you were still very sick. Remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. And we laid out on... I had two yoga mats in my car. And yeah. And we laid out up there on the yoga mats just to... I remember that. To relax in the sun. It was a beautiful day.
0: What was going on? We had just come from my, my... Oh, that was... Oh, we didn't even know I was sick. Because... It was
1: before we knew what was wrong with you. Yeah. I knew you were sick, but I didn't know what was wrong with you. Yeah. But I don't, can't remember where we were coming from. We were coming from
0: generally. the doctor for my broken hand. I had oh, not gotten surgery yeah, yet or yeah. had I gotten surgery already? No, I had already got No, gotten... I don't
1: think so. I don't remember which uh, where where we were in the process. I think
0: I had gotten surgery. Bottom line is we came for my hand doctor.
1: Yeah. And you were it and that was very stressful. I mean the whole time was extremely stressful. It really marks as you were saying before.
0: Transitional period.
1: It really marks. You know, when something like that happens, it becomes a before and after. Yeah for something like that. I feel that way. Yeah.
0: That that, that was like a breakdown. It was like yeah. a like a, a you know a shuffing off or what do you what do you call Sh- this Sloughing. Sh-
1: Sloughing, I just had that on a crossword puzzle.
0: Sloughing off an old skin. It it did feel that way. You know. Yeah. And those kind of transitions and you can you know I think the, the way that you know Larry my, the guy that I sometimes go to the therapist guy, you know that I was going to a lot at that time. Uh-huh. Um, would always talk about it in in just that it, you know, a depression or, or a feeling, those kind of feelings aren't necessarily bad, you know, they're just transitional periods. Uh-huh. They're like he always talked about the void and you know, entering willingly into the void and the, you know, just kind of like allowing yourself to not know and allowing yourself to change and develop, you yeah. know, and and uh, knowing. In those times when you feel, quote unquote, wrong, that it's just because you're changing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're very difficult times, especially <coughs> when it's not only depression. I mean, when you 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 know had the physical things with your hand being broken, and then you were getting but that sicker, that was sicker. because I was crazy. Yeah. Oh, it was definitely you know they were interrelated, but then it made it there was an additional complexity to it. <coughs> it was. You know, I thank God it was just your hand, you know? Yeah. I oh, it hand.
0: very easily could have been...
1: Your life. Some, my so, life or
0: someone else's life. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm
1: thankful for that. But then you started getting sicker and sicker, too. And so the whole period was a, a kind of dark period yeah. where you were kind of going through this valley period. And I was going with you, really. I was there yeah. right with you. And, you were, um, yeah. I I so hard.
0: appreciate you for that, of course, which I've told you before oh, many yeah. times. But
1: well, I'm not trying to hold it up. For yeah, you. But, just, but no,
0: if, if 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 it wouldn't have been for you, I don't know what I would. have... I probably would not be here today. In all honesty, like you know, I mean, you know, but Josiah would have stepped up and Liz yeah. and whatever, and just, but Josiah
1: did step up. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah, real important of to too. Yeah,
0: of course, but yeah. Yeah, that was that was a hard period. That was a
1: hard time. Yes. But that,
0: I remember really actually having a very good feeling um, when we were up here. Uh-huh. You know, just talking about that. Like, uh-huh. I remember laying there in the sun, and it, 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 I, that there was some sort of perspective. It was like, okay, this, you know, you get a little bit of perspective on how small every little,
1: you know, right. little
0: things are. Right, it's like okay laying out there and sort of seeing you can look over the hill and know that you know whatever that uh
1: things are bigger than yeah yeah and we all you know we do need people in our lives that can be there when you know and I have all my faults as a mom but I've always been able to be there you know when I've always been there
0: and to a fault maybe too much right I mean I you know I think sometimes, which you know well,
1: we've been able to negotiate it, I think yeah which I think it's we've been talked okay. we've been able to yeah. talk about that,
0: yeah okay. um what where does that go back to you think the 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 overmothering or what was that just an innate thing that when you had kids, it just felt like the way to do that, or do you think that came from the way that you were mothered,
1: um I don't know, and you know, overmothering, of course, is a broad general term. I don't know. I could. I'll be yeah, overprotective,
0: worried, just worried yeah. a lot. It goes into that same thing. The reasons why you have yeah. trouble sleeping, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, just a generalized, yeah. And I was like, you have
0: to hold everything on your shoulders.
1: Right, right. That is up to me to make sure everything's okay and and right and and um, yeah. I can get. And I was thinking the other night as I was trying to fall asleep, I was picturing it as I kind of. Uh, like, these two realities, and it, it's very, like, was in my mind, so it's hard to translate these things out, but, like, I, I often live in this kind of, um, what you, what I could think of as a fantasy reality, not fantasy, but it's like this area where I'm trying to make sure everything's okay, and anticipating anything that could go wrong, and, you know, making sure it does happen, you know, and you experienced that as, as a kid, even when we'd go on trips and stuff, I'd always, you know, plan everything, and, thinking about stuff and be critiquing dad's driving which maybe they right. did critiquing but you know yeah um but then as i was laying there feeling this kind of whirlwindy reality that i can live in that's all internal it doesn't get it's not my external self but then i was thinking about just
0: you mean you never express those feelings well, I express
1: those feelings but i'm not what i mean is i'm quiet on the outside I'm mm-hmm. not someone that runs around in crazy circles and, you know, that sort of thing. At least that's how right. I see it. But um, but then I was think- thinking that it would be nice to live in this other reality, which is just sort of like the plain world. Like, plain today's reality. Rather than...
0: P-L-A-I-N, you mean? Or A-N-E? A-I-N. Okay.
1: And then I just saw something on Facebook that somebody wrote that said... It was just kind of corny, but it struck me that... It's it's better in some ways to be a shallow person than a deep thinking person. This deep thinking, at least in this person's thing, deep thinking people tend to really think about and notice the tragedy of life. Where shallow people can just kinda notice the sort have a good time, notice and he was saying it's good to be able to be both and go back and forth, but if you get too much into the deep thinking, then you're too much into the tragedy. And you know, there's something to that. I mean it's it's overly simplified in a yeah. way, but but something to be said for what I was picturing laying there as this sort of plain, just live in today's plain reality, not think too much about all the others.
0: Right. Right. Know? Well, the, but it's the same idea as like living moment to moment or whatever. Yeah. Living in the present moment. Right. You know, and I think, I think, you know, in regards to the deep thinking thing, I think like it's, you got to go into the deep thinking, but it's like almost like getting beyond that. You know, is is almost like letting all of that go, knowing it's lo- knowing that all the bad stuff is there and everything, but le- letting it all go as just something that you can't control.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and the deeper stuff too. I mean, I've I've you know, as you know, looked into all kinds of spiritual things and God and read philosophy. So, you know, trying to sort of figure out the deeper things of what is has been part of my life. But talk, talking about the mothering thing. There's also a a reality. Um, I was just talking to this with my counselor, but a reality to this incredible depth of connection and love that happens when one has a child. Especially me. I mean, I only know myself, and right. the the kind of introvert, and introverts tend to have this you know deep well kind of thing. And I clearly remember Josiah being my firstborn. You know clearly remember um holding him on my chest in the hospital probably the day after he was born and feeling this overwhelming sense of love but but i don't want to say sorrow but almost like fear you know that now he was out in the world you know and i couldn't unprotected unprotected like i couldn't i mean obviously i protected my kids and as you can as a mother but but he's subject to the elements, you know, right. and now he's out there. Right. And, the, and he's going to see all this stuff in the world, and the world is, is there. And, and I had that feeling with all of you, you know, but I remember intensely because he was my first child. Yeah. Um, and there's this...
0: Why would you keep having kids?
1: <laughs> well, it's not like, you know... It it's, wasn't it,
0: enough to not have kids. Business. Right. Yeah. I
1: mean, it, it, that's on several levels, yeah. you know. And, um, people have always had kids in yeah. all kinds of crazy conditions, you sure. know, it's, it's, whether they should or not, you know, something that uh And past, happens.
0: past a certain age, you know, you have to just, you know, obviously the, the first few years you have to, you know. But
1: Once you have one, you think, well, if I'm going to have more, let's just do it, you know.
0: Right, right. I'm just saying, but past the first few years of their life where you have to really physically mm. protect them, you know, you just have to kind of trust that they're now, you know, they're looking out from their eyes.
1: Right. You know right.
0: what I mean? And and are in control of their own life in a way, right. you know.
1: Well, and it's a very gradual thing, of course. As a child develops, it's not like, okay, five years old, you're on your own. Right. But at five years old, certainly you're not you going to the same as and... an infant that right. can't even walk or anything. You know, so it's very, very gradual. And and I think what what happened to me, and I don't know if it happens to a lot of people, but the process of you guys leaving the house and leaving and you left California felt to me very sudden. You know, it's different when you're the child. Right. When Everything seems
0: slow for me, but it's yeah. It's slow because you, you're sure living it in it. And of
1: course I was also a child and I had that experience. And you experience it very differently. Yeah. When you're the child, the teenager, than when you're the parent. Because those sixteen years when you're the parent, it it, it goes pretty quickly in yeah. a certain sense, you know? Yeah. Although, when you're 16 or 18 years old, that's your whole life. So, it seems like that's a lifetime. I almost
0: feel that way even watching uh, Hannah and Danny. You know? Because, like, now they're, like, full-fledged adults. But, like, you know,
1: mm-hmm. it
0: really seemed like yesterday when they were just tiny little kids. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah. So, I can, I mean, and, and that's, obviously, it's magnified when it's your own kids. And you're right. kind of, like... In their day to day, take care of them, it's, right? Yeah. And that's
1: what it is. And I expressed this to you when we were in Josiah's living room that time in in, Oak, in uh, Berkeley. That there's and and myself probably more intensely than some others, you know. where I just was so intimately involved, you know. I could feel all your emotions and all your everything, and probably too much. It probably yeah. was not good in some ways. But it, and since I couldn't help it, you know, I'm kind of like that.
0: Very empathetic. And it's magnified
1: with my own kids because I'm, you know, and feeling all that stuff and, and, you know, kind of like living your life with you. And, and then it's like the, this floodgate opens up and you're sort of gone and you're out right. there and it, it does feel, it, it was difficult. So
0: were you, were you always worried about me being, you know, out of the, your even general periphery, like I, being in California and stuff like that, like.
1: Well, I'd be thinking about it. I mean, you know, it's a different thing. There's something true about out of sight, out of mind. Right. Where if I didn't know day-to-day what you were doing, I couldn't worry as much as right. if I knew what you were doing. You didn't know the
0: squalor I was living in.
1: <laughs> right. But at the same time, you know, I was aware of um, your mood many times, especially when you come back from tour and, you know, you got those very low, dark moods. And, yeah. Yeah. And um, I was always aware that you weren't on a real even steady keel. And so that concerned me somewhat. Were you but,
0: uh, we're more worried about me than J- J- Josiah, who always seemed a little bit more even? Then there's Becky, yeah, who obviously Becky, yeah. it has uh, her.
1: You each have your own thing. Yeah. You know, I'd say Becky laughs about the competition for my for my worry. Uh-huh. You know, uh, she when she was so depressed last summer and fall, she said, Oh, I finally, I got, I'm number one now.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you took
1: over that spot for so we long. do
0: tend to have the, those uh ups and downs, and I think you you have that too, yeah right i mean
1: yeah, um I would say so, yeah, I, I mean you've got nature you've gotten is. old
0: enough that you have take, ha, had gotten control over it yeah,
1: and it's it's getting control over it and and in a way not taking it so seriously or not thinking it's the end of the world right when you're a teenager and this is why unfortunately teenagers kill themselves right. sometimes you know you lose a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, or something goes wrong or you're shamed on some social media it's like the end of the world right, right. you know and you don't
0: have enough perspective to know
1: right that, that life goes life on goes and on, nobody's yeah. gonna remember it in five years or yeah. even one year who knows right. you know right um So you gain a perspective that these this you shall pass kind of a thing. Right, right. And you realize that that life has its moments and its different things that happen in life, you know. So
0: I yeah, I mean and I'm I feel like I've gained an understanding of that to a lesser degree, yeah, just
1: from No, I think you have and I think having gone through that, what you went through well, age in addition to age, I mean if you went through it at at age 15, it would have been very different from going yeah. through it when you did. But I think you learned a lot from it. And I think that,
0: you know... You I feel like it was good for me and bad for me. You know, in certain ways, I feel like... I don't know. It just changed me. In certain ways, I, I feel like it shook it shook me to the core. Like, where I feel less sure of myself in some ways or something. You know? mm mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm.
1: But I think that's part of maturity, which is too. good. Part of maturity. It's I think like I, had a, I had a I had a cockiness.
0: Youth. I had a cockiness when I was younger that I you know and it was maybe as sort of a, a subversive or, or, or um, cloaked cockiness in a way probably, but it was still there within me where I felt I did feel you know and now um, I definitely don't don't have that as much.
1: Yeah, uh, I. Yeah, and I and I, it's it's a good I think it's a good maturing. I mean uh, in the sense that I think it's somewhat typical cockiness of youth where you know you feel like you can do anything, you know everything and everybody else is. Um, and I've found that as I've gotten older it's like you realize how little you know, you know, yeah. it kind of it it goes like the opposite direction like you might know more and more and have more life wisdom but then you also realize how little you actually know it's
0: like that bob dylan line i, I was so much
1: older old, than, older
0: than i'm younger than that yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah it does feel like that uh, and they've done studies too but sometimes as you get older you do forget certain things you know your memory skills aren't as good but the the wisdom skills which they they do um actually name uh do really improve you know putting things together, making connections, um, kind of understanding how things work. So, it's, there, there's something to be said for maturity, you know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you feel to me a lot more grounded, whole. Um, depends on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're subject, you, you have the artist personality and you're still subject to, I'm sure, a lot of emotions.
0: Depends on the day, and it depends on, like, you know, I'm in a good mode right now because I'm, Working a lot and my, and my health is good. I mean, if, mm-hmm. my, if my health is bad yeah. and then I'm, I'm not in a you good way, panicky. you know, I get, yeah, I do yeah. get a bit like I can't co- take, you know, I can't control my own body, much less yeah. The, the, yeah. any part of the world.
1: Yeah, that is very hard.
0: Which is a frightening thing, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm doing good right now and I don't exactly know why. I mean, I can make guesses. Mm-hmm. You know, some of it is is just what I'm eating you know and then some of it is is uh maybe i mean and it's all cyclical you know uh-huh. some of it's maybe just working working a lot but then but then there's long patches where i'm not eating because i'm working a lot you know right. what i mean so like i am just by the nature of of how much i'm doing and how much i'm focused on that i'm less focused on you know food and uh just the malaise Mm-hmm. vibe,
1: mm-hmm. you know, yeah, which, yeah. which
0: I think is, is definitely fuels the, uh, you know, the illness for some yeah.
1: reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but I think you've learned even during those times, which I'm not going to say they're easy. They're never, and they're not easy for me too, but what, what I do, you know, you can translate this is say if I haven't slept, that's where I feel out of control with my yeah. body. In that way, where you know, and I'll sometimes think I'm just never gonna sleep again, or you know, those kind of feelings. But I'll make myself go to exercise, go take a walk. How
0: can you do that if you haven't slept though? That's the thing is like, I just
1: do, and then
0: but don't you feel like really, really slow, you know? Like, yeah,
1: I'm gonna go to yoga, I'm not gonna go to the crazy class. Yeah, well, some of the yoga classes are pretty hard too. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I if I'm not yeah.
0: super well, I'll go in a yoga class and really feel like yeah, I can't no, I
1: do, do feel this it right now. I mean, and recently I haven't had any nights that I've just had a whole night without yeah. sleep.
0: But you'll but you'll just make yourself carry on. I make myself all. talk
1: to people, and I always feel better which when I talk what, to people. Which
0: means what? Just like going talking to the cashier at Whole Foods?
1: I might just talk to the cashier at Whole Foods. I really, you know, I might talk to the people at Lifetime. Or I might, you know, sometimes Celine Rosenberg and I talk on the phone. You know, we talked recently. Yeah. Keeping up friendships, which sometimes it does feel difficult if I'm... T- real tired and don't have a lot of emotional energy, you know.
0: But it's easier to just to stick to yourself. Yeah, silence. but
1: making myself do those things, and I think that you're learning that um, again. It's not the end of the world when these things happen. You can remind yourself that it's cyclical. Yeah. And if I do go out and take a walk, or I do this, or go to the tea shop, or whatever it might be, that I might not feel great right away, but it'll be on the road to at least feeling a little bit better or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah.
0: um and you know you you have always seemed a bit solitary to me in terms of you know you never had like girlfriends like I mean maybe a little bit but not so much like Mm -hmm. you look at some women and they you know they have their group of girlfriends and they go they go have margaritas at at Ruby Tuesdays or whatever you know every Thursday you know whatever it is you never had that kind of thing Um, you were very much always about family and the kids you know your kids, and, uh, you know, dad, and whatever. Why is that, you think?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, part of it, I think, is moving to Cincinnati and being out of my original milieu with my friends from Akiba, and from school, and, and then switching, and then... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I think it's just my core personality, too. I'm... Much more of a prefer to have two or three good friends than a whole big group of friends kind of thing. Although now in my life... But you never even
0: really had two or three good friends that, like, people that... I mean, not to downplay your friendships with people, but I feel like you never really had good girlfriends like that in that way. Do you think that... Is that because of the Cincinnati thing? You never could relate fully to people? Like, do you feel I think to some extent. Although,
1: I think it's me, too. And I, I... I don't know that I want to explore this deeply on this thing, but... Yeah, I now in my life I feel like I, I could really use a, a group of friends. I mean, I have a friend that moved um, to another state and she talks about having her her gal pals and, you know, she they just have good times, you know, yeah. kind of crazy stuff. And I think that um, some of the things I'm doing now might develop into some of those things. Like I'm painting with the plein air painters. Right. And they have a dinner every Thursday. It's painting every Thursday. And then once a month um, on a Thursday night, they have dinner. And, uh, you know, certain things like that. Even when I, I like to do the 5Ks, which if I can get my knee back in order, I'd like to keep up doing 5Ks. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a little group of people that do that. So people right. with interest would like to find. And I, and I do keep up more with some of my distance friends. Like I mentioned, Helene and... Mm-hmm and Natasha in Chicago and other friends that, um, you know, I try to keep up with a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, as well as people that I know here, you know, and, uh, but, but,
0: but no buddies that you're just like, no. And I've always yeah. had
1: that, you know, not wanting to be over, um, I don't know. It's just the thing I have not wanting to be overly committed, you know, feeling right. afraid to be overly committed. So i or on the other side, I think, in, in not being committed enough,
0: except to your kids,
1: except to my kids, <laughs> and maybe that's why I don't want to be overly. Yeah. It's Like when I commit, I'm like so deep, right, know, right. That, that I feel well, I, responsible. I can relate to
0: that because yeah, once once you take something on, you go all the way, yeah, and you don't and you don't want to take anything on that that. Can't lead in that direction. I understand that,
1: or that I will feel like I'm pulled in that direction where right. I don't want to go there. Right, you know that much, and not everybody sees friendships like that. And I realize that that friendships can just be fun. It's not surface in a bad way, but just have a good time together. Right. Not everybody's looking for some mm-hmm. deep, you know. And that's well, I fun. don't.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel, I feel I, when I say that about myself, it's more about like work or something like mm-hmm. that. Like if I if I'm working on a project, like if I if I take it on. Like, I cannot go half way. Yeah, no, I don't, I know have, I don't sure half true. step yeah. on it. Like, yeah. I take, like, if I'm going to take any responsibility, I kind of feel like I have to take full responsibility mm-hmm. and then just make sure it's, like, what I want it to be, mm-hmm. which is hard to work with people in that mm-hmm. kind of context. It is, yeah. it's, like, so it's, like, always an issue of navigating that. But not to derail that and go into my world. Um, But friends, I've always felt like, you know, I have a lot of friends, and I, I feel like, Sometimes I feel like I have no friends, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's different yeah. times I'm like...
1: Yeah, it's, oh, it
0: is it. Um, I'm alone. Yeah. You know, but then when I actually look at it... I yeah, do. and the
1: other thing is when something happens difficult, your friends come out. And I am always... Right. I actually feel guilty sometimes because I feel like I'm not that good a friend to people. But when things have happened, like that one time years ago and I had to take Dad to the emergency room or... Or just different things you know, and people come come out and and who really care about me well especially and really you me. i mean you've got this community
0: yeah. that's the thing is like you know you you have the community of the congregation yeah. that is is like a built in um you know network of 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 people to 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 take right. care of each other right. right, and that's like in a way a lot of what what that why you have that sort of thing, like you can worship God or any other any you can think about the world any way you want to think about it on your own. Mm-hmm. But I think people develop...
1: Yeah, communities. Communities to have... And it's always been that way. And I think people do need each other. And, you know, and it's... Since cities and since urban life, it's changed. You know, and rural life, you know, the old... You need everybody to put the barn up and that sort of thing. And, right. And help with Not like hard that. jobs, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I know about the early state of Israel where you know people would just gather together in the, and they'd build the buildings and they'd do everything together and you need each other you know right. and it's really i think a healthy way to live that kind of thing you know it's hard in it urban settings aren't entirely natural and they sort of put strain on certain things i think but not that we're all going to just you know destroy all the cities or anything but but I think community is a very natural thing to, because you know. Everybody's but you,
0: but you, you say that, but yet you always seem a bit outside.
1: Yes, now you're right. You're right. I'm um, kind of the around the edges. Yeah. Not entirely outside, but on the edges. On the edges. Yeah.
0: But people, but people want. Yeah. But it's not like people want you to be on the outside. You do. You. You prefer that. It seems like.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's a, it's a, a sense of freedom and. Um,
0: Individuality.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm not just who the group thinks I am, but I'm right. More than that, or different from that, or something like that. Yeah.
0: How did you develop that? You think, or why? Were you like that as a kid?
1: Yeah, I mean, I did have my, our little group of friends in high school, but I, I, I think I always was a little bit like that.
0: Does everyone feel that way? Like they're the outside thing? Because I, don't I think feel so. that way.
1: I don't think so. I think it's it's our personalities. Okay. I mean, I don't say we're the only ones. I think there's definitely a a group, probably a minority, but a sizable minority of people that feel that way. Um, Because I think even in in school, I felt a little. It's an introvert thing, and, and, you know, a little to myself. um, Wanting to preserve my little private space, not have my private space. Is
0: that like an artist's way of thinking, you think? Because you you have to have. You have to leave open that, that. Emotional possibility or psychic possibility of your art making, and you have to be able to think unto yourself in a way and have that
1: space. It's. I mean, for me, it wasn't specifically related to art making, but I think that artists often will tend to be like that. I, I'm probably not. Or is that
0: familiar. why they're they're able to make art?
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of artists have that more introspective or reflective kind of personality. Because you have to be alone to make most art. No, not films and stuff. Films, it's obviously a huge group project. But there's
0: also... But there's the seed that yeah. somebody... Yeah, there's the
1: guy that directs it and guides it.
0: Or Yeah, and writing it. I mean, like, yeah. the initial ideas and everything. Yeah. Obviously, once you get into... You need a million people to help with it. But, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what... Why did you get into art? And why did you... Did you think that, you know, you went to... You went to art school for fine arts. Did, did you did you have a, a life goal or vision for your... Like, did you think, okay, I'm going to be a painter? No, you
1: know? I've never had... Kinda... I've never been very goal-oriented. Yeah. Which I could be more goal-oriented, even in small goals. But...
0: And I guess at that time, not to cut you off, but it, women going to school, it was, like, less about a career. It's like, you know what I mean? It was hmm. more like, do whatever you want to do. But it was, like, still the beginnings of, of women going to school for, like like a lot of women going to school.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know that I felt that. I mean, I think my mother's generation was more the beginning of women really... But it was still early, is what degrees. I'm saying. You're right. You're, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but most most of the girls I knew went to college. Yeah. I mean, certainly But you were school. also at a... Yeah, you were at a yeah. college
0: prep school. Yeah,
1: we all pretty much went to college. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, it was more just... I I think I kind of rambled into a lot of the things that I've done. I mean, I I had that talent that was recognized um, even in elementary school, you know, where my art teacher recognized that I had some art ability, you know, and I got the picture of the week on the wall, you know. Do
0: you think, does it go back to that even? Does it really just... Well, I
1: think it also is about appreciating and enjoying, because I always liked doing it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like it was just about being... Uh, getting recognition, because I always liked doing it, and I always, um, especially appreciated natural beauty, and I think it really comes from that, because the art I like to do is, it's not out of my head, abstract art, I like to really paint natural beauty light, Um, and even as a child, I, I liked, when we used to go down the shore, the Jersey Shore, I liked leaving my family for a while, walking along the shore, even after most people had left the beach when the sun was going down, and really appreciating the hugeness of the ocean and the beauty of the sun. You know, it's stuff most people appreciate. Right. But I remember going out of my way to kind of try to enter into it, you know, and, and kind of doing it alone, wanting to be there by myself to kind of feel what it was was happening, you know. And C.S. Lewis talks about that as part of the search for God, too, where you almost feel like you want to enter into the, the beauty that's there. Well, you're part of it. it. Mm-hmm.
0: You are part of it.
1: Yeah. You're part of it, yet you experience yourself as being... Separate. Observing it also. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's both. You're both. I mean, you definitely... Uh, there's a consciousness where you're, you're aware of you're observing this thing. Right. That you don't feel fully entered into because you're observing it but you're also aware that you're part of it too and you you're breathing the air it's hard
0: to be aware of that though I, I i feel i say i say that but you know i i think just like everybody else i i pretty much feel like a separate thing enclosed mm-hmm. in my skin mm-hmm. you know i i but it, it, it you have to remember sometimes that you really are just a part of all the other stuff and you're you know
1: right but we are also separate things yeah. closeness. so sure. it's it's both and getting sort of a balance of that and and i think for me that was um part of my search for god even though i didn't put that name on it but for what's behind all this you know like what's what's that feeling you know you sort of have this feeling of grander connectedness and, like yeah, to, uh, the connectedness of, of
0: everything or something or
1: no i mean just the the grander that you feel sorry i'm
0: putting all my little ideas yeah
1: uh, <laughs> yeah i mean it's not that it's wrong i'm just but it's more the you know the feeling when you breathe in that air and you you seeing this incredible mm-hmm. light or something it's like wow it's, it's kind sort of, of wow yeah it's that yeah. feeling and feeling like there's something behind it that you know that there must there must be there must be something controlling this. That. Yeah, not controlling so much, but but going toward that thing that's so attractive and so enticing and so you know sort of big, bigger than you.
0: And do, do you feel like you found the some answers behind that, or what? To do you feel like you peeled away some layers of that and saw something? Have you t-
1: I think so. I mean, I don't think that. I think people that feel felt, that they. Not saw, but felt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, we're always, because we are in this skin and in this existence, we are very limited in what we can know with any certainty, you know. But I do feel that, um, that I have at times connected with God, with this being that the Creator um who also can sort of make himself smaller so that we can communicate with him you know and it is related to those feelings you know it's um yeah i mean it's not like i've got the answer i can give it to you but it, and it's it's a constant learning and journey and when you go through difficult things you know then you, you sort of find a, another pathway or you little bit different, but, um, and there's, I do.
0: and, and there's, that's divine, you mean, like, there's a divinity in that?
1: Well, I'm, there are times in my life, and the past few days I've been feeling more sense of the sovereignty of God, um, the caring hand of God guiding my life, you know, there are many times, as you know, that I, I have let fear guide my life and um, just wanting things to be okay, especially for you kids, but for myself as well, especially with the sleep thing and different things. But there also have been times that have, and it's hard to say why, Why, like in your life, you talk about the ebb and flows, you know, why does one time I can access that, other times I, I can't always. Mm-hmm. But the last few days things that have happened i don't know just realizing that you know if i don't sleep all night i have these cycles i slept well all fall and even into the winter previous year i slept off pretty much all fall or at least from october and then through the winter that
0: you seem like you need to be maybe you need to be living in maine,
1: maine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mine. yeah i am a little bit dreading the summer i'm i'm Dad and I don't agree on that. You I'm, do better I'm with gonna cold put weather. this. I'm gonna put a wall or a window air conditioner in our bedroom. I asked him if he wants me to sleep in Becky's room for this summer, so that he doesn't have to freeze out because he gets cold. But I do need it cold to sleep, and because I have sleeping issues, I'm gonna be non-ecological and use this right. window air conditioner. That's what you gotta do. Although I can turn down the uh, the whole house the air conditioner. Issue. Yeah. Otherwise, I turn that whole thing, and then the whole house is freezing, which is no need for that. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, because I do sleep better when it's cold, and they've done studies. People do sleep better when it's it's cold, and you can cover yourself up. Um, so that's one thing. But anyway, I just the, I've just had a sense. There is a sense of, of knowing God, you know, and, and not, not that I can, not that I know what He's all about, but a sense of He's near, He's with me. And I don't, I, know I wish I could feel that more consistently all Is the time. Is it like tapping
0: into, like, because I sometimes feel that way. I mean, you know, you could say, you no, I don't, because it's no, different. I'm not going
1: to say you don't. Yeah,
0: I mean, but, you know, I sometimes feel, feel that way. But it's, it's like, you can't force your, I mean, I've never been able to force my way into feeling that. And for me, it's, no, it's, a, it's a feeling of, of a harmonious feeling of, just sort of, you know, connectedness and okay, being okay with how everything is, however it is, you know, um, and just like, yeah, everything's gonna be okay, kind of thing.
1: Kind of trusting. But
0: it's like a yeah. magic eye. It's like you yeah. have. It's like you know those. Remember those things?
1: Those things we have to. Yeah, it's like you're looking at your a magic eye, go. and you
0: can't force yourself to see the right. image. You just let your but eyes you, go. You kind of let it all go, and then eventually you might see it, or right. you might not.
1: Right. And Becky could never see those. Right. Because of her eyes. But um, yeah, that wasn't but, a
0: metaphor. That was just literally
1: right. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think the fact that I have a historical um, anchor for my faith too, in Judaism and in um, as well as the New Testament, but but the historical anchor, it, I feel very deeply from my childhood on you know I, I definitely feel connected to history and the God of the Bible you know is different in that there's an a, a connectedness and anchoring to human history that is a little
0: is different like, than the God that you believe in it. you mean or no
1: no I do believe in that God right I'm saying it's different from a generalized sense of just um, whatever happens is okay you know, in a sort of non descript way where you don't have right. a sense. And for me that's grounding um,
0: You believe in a guy with a little more personality and and
1: with connection a will, with human, a will. Right. And with with a will and with connection with humankind in a in a what's called a teleological way where God has a purpose for Which is what? What's the purpose? Well, I don't know that it's, you know, I'm not going to say it's real specific, but a purpose in the sense of human beings are created with um, a, uh, what's the word? I've used it before. Not glory, but a kind of much higher something than we usually realize about ourselves. And we also have that the... possibility for great evil too you know but we sort of have this we're sort of created with this we have a
0: higher capacity
1: to be yeah like we're something created more. with a, a spirit that um kind of wants and I, I think that's one reason C.S. Lewis talks about this too we we get this sort of high feeling you know if you go to beautiful places in the earth mm-hmm. and you feel uplifted and you feel really um there's a magnificence to it and you kind of feel your own greatness in, it, in a way or you feel your smallness in one sense maybe too but um but in a
0: good way in a good way but yeah, not but, in a bad but, way but maybe it's that we should always be feeling that way and the city drags us down
1: well you know I, what i'm saying yeah. like maybe
0: that's maybe that's the ground zero and the city is
1: well p- i think there's a truth to that because when i i see you know i read that book called gaining ground by um the guy in virginia who's a um a rancher he raises grass-fed uh, beef, and he's he's the grandson of a rancher, and he I liked his Facebook page, you know, and so he puts pictures of like uh, just from the, the his huge farm and you know early spring of the farm, you know, every day it's like this gorgeous different scene, and mm-hmm. you know, I think so. There's something to what you're saying. I, I think that um, there are mountaintop experiences I think even if you're in that. but I do think that we but well, maybe there's a baseline of, of
0: something a, yeah. a little more uh, okay I, I think than the way so. that we tend to feel in the cities and you know the way we tend to feel where we're so separate from nature
1: yeah well, and I, I've just read it you know now I don't even read anything anymore I just read headlines you know but someone was writing about uh, I forget about the call like nature starved, and I think a lot of us are really nature starved yeah. it, it gives us something that um and if if you believe like I do that God did create this earth and the stuff in this earth, not that he created it for us in the banal way that you know like it it's all for us like we're the center, but we're part of that and and he did all this stuff is meant for our good as we're meant you know. And we really do need, I mean, they've done studies about, you know, when you walk in a forest, you breathe all these things that makes you feel good, and it produces endorphins or whatever it is, and, you know, you do this, and working hard does it. So, I, I do think there's something to that. mm mm-hmm. I
0: think yeah. so. Yeah, I need to get do that, get out more into the, I mean, I, you know, for me, a lot of it, like, I really like the water, like, the mm-hmm. ocean and stuff like mm-hmm. that always makes me feel good.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: Or big bodies of water like the, um, uh, well, you know, we went to Lake Michigan last year, yeah. two years ago, I guess that was, but yeah, we stuff like that, do that really. Next summer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, whether it's water or, you know, big fields or forests or whatever, it is. Uh, yeah, it
0: does recharge me. Yeah. I do feel like Some yeah. people, you know, I follow some people on like um, Instagram or whatever that are always, it's like, you know, it seems like every couple of days they have pictures of them out in the you yeah know, in the deep woods or you know like. It's
1: like, man... I'm well, and some like of the people that. in California, when they're climbing mountains for their workout four times a week right, or something... Right, right. It does make me a little bit jealous.
0: I mean, I used to do that up yeah. there. I mean, not all the time, but go up to... Oh, yeah. ...that park, Tilden Park or whatever, mm-hmm. and hike, and, you know, there's something to that.
1: hmm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, and even, even tilling the ground, you know, again, they do all these studies, but, you know, work in a garden... It's much more than just the produce that comes out of it, you know, getting down there and digging and watching it come up. There's something very, um, it it does help your mental health as Mm -hmm. well as, you know, your physical health if you're producing organic stuff. But it is, it's something that makes a connection and I think it's good for us.
0: Do you you have things that, this is a total change, I just thought of this, you talked about gardening for some reason. Uh, Do you have things that you want to do? that you haven't done yet, that you're like, well, go, I goals or something like that? Well,
1: like, I saw a trip, Cincinnati Nature Center sponsors um, trips, which I didn't know. And they're doing a trip to Wyoming, Yosemite. Um, and I think I would like, I've never seen Yosemite, I've never been to Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd like to do, I don't know if I can afford this year, it's a pretty expensive trip. And it's, you know, right between the conference and my... My high school reunion and...
0: Are you going to your high school reunion? <clears throat> yeah,
1: I think I'm going what, to
0: go. What, 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 how many years is it?
1: Well, we do it every five years. Okay. So, what is this? This is 14. Uh, it was 69. So, 19 will be what? I can't even think.
0: I don't know. 50 years.
1: Is, yeah. 19 will be 50, 50 years. Yet, yeah, 19 will be 50. Yeah. They were 18, It's like 45 um, years-ish. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm not going to do the math Probably completely. 45. I think it's 45.
0: <laughs> but that's crazy. So, uh, and, and, uh, do you keep up with any of those people?
1: Uh, not on a super regular basis, but I'm Facebook friends with some of them, you know. And...
0: I remember after the last, last one, you were. Yeah. Kind of, you stayed in contact with those,
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I went to visit Jill in Switzerland. That's right. And we've, we've been in touch just a little bit you know be nice to be more actually i would like to be more in do you touch.
0: think if you stayed in in philly that that you would have maintained contact you'd have been friends with like your childhood maybe friends and, the, I, and, and your high school bit. friends and stuff kind of maintain that
1: it, it could be but a lot of people of course moved out too yeah, it's not like they all stayed there and, yeah um
0: or your family you know I yeah
1: mean, it would have been easier to to be more involved with my family for sure yeah yeah.
0: Do you I, re, do you regret? I mean, not. I don't want to say regret. Do you have feelings about having moved to Cincinnati? Being pulled? Do you, do you have? Uh, um, do you hold a grudge about getting pulled into Cincinnati?
1: Well, I don't hold a grudge because you know it was my decision too. But I think it was a difficult thing for me, and and I think certain things would have definitely been easier had I. Did stayed you
0: make in the family. decision reluctantly?
1: At the time, I didn't. No. Um, I was a little reluctant about the congregation in one sense because I didn't like it when I first came. It was this little storefront thing, and I didn't really relate. Um, but I was very adventurous, and I kind of liked the adventure of moving out and maybe starting something new, and you know, feeling that I could you know make a difference here and stuff. You know, and things, I don't know that it turned out the way I saw it then. I don't remember really exactly how I saw it then, but um, I don't want to say I regret because, you know, life just is you know, so many things that happen here, too. And you, yeah. know, you and Becky were born here, and, you know, but I think certain connections would have been a little easier had I stayed there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, but when my parents started getting sick at the end of their life, I did go a lot and. Um you know and we had a different sort of connection because we would go and stay during the summer mm-hmm. so we'd be there for uh, a couple of weeks which is different you know it just, just made a different sort of relationship
0: do you, do you feel like you do you feel satisfied with the intimacy that you had with your parents before they died or the closeness that you had with them
1: uh no I would say that I do um And that's one reason uh, I've made a lot of efforts to try to stay close with you guys. Yeah. I think that um, in many ways, both my parents were hard to talk to. Different different ways, you know. Toward the end of my father's life, after my mother died, I did spend quite a bit of time with him and walking slowly with him around that driveway at, at Martin's Run. And... Kind of trying to get him to talk, but my dad was not an intimate talker, at least not with me, and I don't think with anybody. Um, but how would I, you
0: try to? How would you prompt him, or how would you get him to talk? I
1: would ask him about things, and um, I mean, he would tell him stories. Sort of what I'm doing
0: with you right yeah. now. Yeah, no, <laughs> I
1: I did appreciate his story because I did yeah. learn some things. I should write things down. I don't know that I remember everything he told me, but I remember he talked about having a seder at his grandfather's house, who was the immigrant, and I never heard stories about his immigrant grandparents really, and just how, for that period of time, he was the patriarch of the family, you know. And this maybe hit this the grandfather was, was. Yeah, this must have been. Um, the one who Barney's named after. Okay. Barnett Rubin, mm-hmm. who came over from what is now Moldova, and um, just hearing.
0: Who well, uh, I found out was named, I think Barney said he was named at Ellis Island.
1: Probably. Barnett. Yeah, probably. He was probably Barrel or something like that. Yeah,
0: um, that's right. You want to pull it up?
1: Yeah, just do it. Up, oh. Uh
0: oh. Uh oh. I should take.
1: Uh oh. Is your battery out? Why don't you put. Your,
0: Let's just see. Let's make sure. I would let it run for a few minutes. Should we let it run for a second?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. I just didn't even think about that having the key in.
1: Well, if it was turned.
0: It wasn't turned. Oh, well then... But sometimes just having it in there... Oh, maybe. I don't know. Every car's different.
1: But anyway, so... uh, I think I also have maybe too high of a bar. I'm turning it off. I don't think it's fine. Um... You know, I think always wanting more intimacy. I think I didn't feel enough. What I felt was enough connection with my parents. Yeah. And uh, you know, the break becoming a messianic Jew. Right. I'm well, sure that I mean, I think that. that was
0: probably a very large break. I mean, as as that's a, I don't want to say a rift between you and your own kids, but it's it is a a uh, you know, it's 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 it's, it's, it's something that. Makes it so we can't just kind of talk. I mean, there's a there's a freeness to it, the way we talk to each other, but there's also a break, I feel like too. But maybe that's always like that generation generationally, but not always. I've seen friends that aren't that way with their parents. Yeah, I mean that must have been uh, uh, something that caused separation a bit. No.
1: Yeah, that was very very hard for years. I didn't want to hurt my parents. So I was, at the same time, doing what I felt I needed to do, but trying to not hurt them with it, you know.
0: Felt they, felt you needed to do in your heart with what you believed to, mm-hmm. to be true of the, right. the universe.
1: Right. Right, but I knew it, it hurt them, and I didn't want to hurt it, them. It
0: hurt them because it was Jesus, and that's a, you know, Jewish people have all, because of the Holocaust, basically.
1: No, not just because the Holocaust. Because long history before that too. Sure, this sure. A long history. Okay,
0: yeah. but yeah, the whole right. Yeah, the whole history of Jews and Christians.
1: Right, right. So and I didn't want to hurt them, and so there was a lot of tension in there, which was in me. I mean, I had a lot of stuff going on in me all the time when we would see them, and and uh, you were
0: drawn in both in two, in two directions mm-hmm. in a way.
1: I think my whole life, I. I have a problem of being drawn in several directions. And I have trouble making up my mind, maybe. I, I can see the world from different perspectives. And, um,
0: yeah. Right. And my
1: mom was not an easy person to feel close to. Um,
0: Why? She was too hard, kind of, or too...
1: I experienced her that way, you know, and... and she was
0: outwardly controlling. You're, you're inwardly controlling, in, in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, because I, I see how I'm a lot like my mother in certain ways, and I feel like I gained a lot from her strengths. You know, um, it's hard talking about your p- parents after they die, in a way. I mean, it, well, it's hard, but you don't want to be critical. Um, but my I mean, I mean, my mother had a lot of strengths, and, and I can really see how we benefited. And I see her more... You know, I see that when I was born, she was, I think, somewhat overwhelmed with, um, you know, married life. She had two kids. um, I'm only 19 months younger than my brother. You know, all of a sudden, having two kids, she had trained to be a psychologist with a master's degree, which was like getting a Ph.D. today. Right. And, um, you know, here she was at home with two little kids, and no matter how great little kids are, they're little kids and they're hard mm-hmm. to take care of and, you know, they're not real interesting to talk to. Right. You know, and I think she really missed having people to talk to. I think she was depressed and anxious and I think I picked up on all that as a sensitive little kid, even a baby, and, you know, felt, you know, that sort of your core personality is sort of processed then and felt that and felt that I... Felt that I couldn't bother her too much you Mm -hmm. know that kind of so moving inward I think started very early right and and taking the temperature of the world outside started very young for me too and you know looking back you know as a child that's just the whole universe right there looking back I can say I understand how my mother felt that way and she felt depressed and anxious and a little frustrated, you know, very frustrated maybe mm-hmm. with these two kids and what was her life, and maybe she was a little disappointed in my father, or who knows what, you know, but all this stuff going on. And, but but I, being the child that I was, just kind of started, uh, you know, taking the winds, you know, feeling the winds always mm-hmm. out, out there and adjusting myself accordingly, you know, and that sort of set... Um, personality trait of how I but why the is then
0: why is Barney so cavalier
1: well he's the oldest and he, people just you know his personality I think he's more of an extrovert
0: Phyllis is somewhere in between in a way
1: yeah he's the oldest uh, you know that everybody experiences it differently mm-hmm. what can I say yeah
0: hmm. how did what was what was the dynamic between the three of you as kids I asked Barney that question but he didn't really, really? know how to answer it
1: Well, my perspective, and everybody would probably answer differently. um, I was closer in age to Barney, and so in our younger years. How much is Phil's?
0: What two years younger? Two and a half. So
1: it's It's, yeah. I mean, he was very close in age, but you know, growing up, those every month makes a difference. You know, Um, so I. I think most kids always want to move up, you know. Right, right. So I wanted to play with Barney and our next-door neighbor, Arthur Ellis, so I would go out with the boys and play, and I was kind of a bit of a tomboy in that way, and I was well-coordinated, I liked to... I played, you know, backyard ball with them and whatever. And then I would also sort of had my other life where I would play with my sister, and we had our little dolls. We had a... Um, my parents, I guess, bought a refrigerator at some point, and they used to come in wood slat, crates rather than mm-hmm. carpet boxes. Put this so we, up. yeah. So we had the wood slat crate in the basement on its side and it was like a little house. So we sat in there and played dolls and but I, I did feel a little guilty that I, I feel like I, I didn't play with my little sister Phyllis enough, you know, that I probably uh, dissed her a little bit for the yeah. the older boys, you know. Right. And uh, feel a little bad for that. You know, and then she also, but she developed her own friends. She had Randy next door. And who was Arthur's so, little sister? Who was Arthur's little sister, you know, so. But we'd all play together sometimes, too. You know, the board game. We were a big gaming family, mm-hmm. board games and cards. And we had this one male babysitter that was regular, and I think my parents had a class or something. And he taught us how to play Pinochle and Whist, which is a simpler bridge game. And I loved that. I loved those games. Mm-hmm. So <laughs>
0: should be living in Vegas, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and we did have we did do poker one time. I don't know how we got this little chip holder somehow we had a chip holder that could rotate, and it had all the different poker chips in it mm-hmm. and I remember sitting around our dining room table with the neighborhood kids playing poker. And this was a I guess it was a summer, and it was a big thing, and we just bet the chips, nobody put any money in it, it was right, right. you would each get a pile of chips, and right. then you'd bet the chips.
0: What, what what was your neighborhood like? Was it like one of those, like, sort of suburbs you see in the, from the 50s, 60s?
1: <coughs> I I guess. I mean, it was... Uh, the homes were built right before we moved in. Um, and my grandfather had something to do with building those three houses on that street. They're right across from the school. You I've showed it to you, right? You remember
0: Across it? from Penwin yeah. Elementary?
1: Next time we go, I'll show it to you again. Yeah. And, uh, so when I was born, we lived with my mother's parents for a short time while the house was being finished for two or three months. Okay. And then when the house was finished, we moved in to that house, single.
0: And you lived there till you were like 14,
1: 15. Thir- 13. 13. It's a one story, three bedroom house. Seems pretty small, but it did have three bedrooms, one bathroom. seemed like a big bathroom because it had two sinks. And we had enough towel rack to have all five towels out. And we had a very organized household because of my mother. So we Mm -hmm. each had our place for the towel. You would never use, you never even consider using someone else's towel. Right. That's why when, when I married dad and he was like, just grab whatever towel, you know, put your hand out of the shower, grab a towel, Right. which is what they did in his family, you know, or grab it off the floor or whatever, you know, I had to like, I couldn't handle that. Yeah. But, um.
0: You had to train him.
1: I had to train him, yeah. But it was nice. You know, school was across the street, so school became our other yard. Mm-hmm. So we could play in the whole schoolyard, whether the asphalt part or the grassy part. We used the ball fields in the school. So it was great. We used the hills at the school to sled on in the in the winter. It was a very fun, easy-going sort of childhood, I would mm-hmm. say, in that way.
0: Were you happy as a kid, or did you always feel I worried? Think so.
1: No, I don't think I felt worried. I mean, I, I think I always felt worried in... I might have been worried in a certain sense, or I was aware. I was always very aware, aware of the possibility of worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, taking the temperature of the atmosphere. But nothing of really. What of
0: what conflict just how, or or of probably, like danger?
1: There wasn't much danger. I mean, we really. I mean, we, well, I mean, there's we always hear danger about you know? kidnapping.
0: You know, um, or even just falling on your head, or you yeah,
1: know. yeah. I mean, there's always danger, and I was aware, but I wasn't. I wasn't scared about it. I mean, I would climb on the climbing things and play ball. And, and you know, some things happen. Someone's hit by a baseball. And, you know, I remember mean, my brother was... The neighbor boy who was older was teaching my brother how to swing a golf club. And he stood too close. So my brother's back swung the golf club and hit him, like, right below his eye or something. And it was bleeding. And it was bad. So, you know, typical things that happen when you're growing. But nothing tragic. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, it was uh, pretty, it was fun. I mean, I remember particularly enjoyed sledding when, when we'd have a good winter and school was called off or it was weekend or something and we'd sled with the Ellises and whoever else was around, mostly the Ellises. and they were not big. I mean, maybe like this was like the biggest, like you slurps. see out here. Yeah. Not even quite that, Yeah. You know, but fun, you know, Yeah. you run up and, and then we'd always make our little bumps. So you'd. Jump over the bump, and and then we, and Saul Ellis, the my next door neighbor, Uncle Saul, the father, father would, he he was a film home film buff. Okay, this was way before video, so he would take home movies of us sledding. You've probably heard about this. I don't think so. And one of our, and Arthur, who was very good technically, he he learned how to run the projector and everything. He had a real old fashioned double reel projector
0: he does technical stuff now right yeah uh,
1: and other things um and he would we would go in and have fun watching and then he'd play the reels backwards and we see Mm -hmm. ourselves go up backwards up the slopes you know sledding up and that was like it's one of the joyful things i remember my childhood it just seems so funny to me right no matter how many times you saw it it was just a great hoot to to see us sledding backwards up the hill
0: right right do you, do you remember when, did you start to get depressed ever, like as a teenager? Do you remember anything like that creeping in? Or I always like, had
1: body image problems. Kind of dark.
0: Okay, right, you were a chubby so, kid. Yeah,
1: I was a chubby kid, so I always, like, pushed that off, you know. It was kind of like if, if what you me it. What push that off? I wasn't someone that talked about, oh, why am I so fat? Why am I so fat?
0: Right. I. It was see- your it secret was shame. Secret. It
1: was secret, exactly. It was a secret shame. And I wasn't that fat, you know. But I, I just felt different in that way. So it, it felt like a secret shame. And I felt like if I didn't mention it, maybe people wouldn't notice it. Right. You know, it's, it's kind of magical thinking that kids have, you know. Hmm. Um, so that was always kind of an inner thing. But I had so many other areas in my life that I was successful. I mean, it was Like academics made,
0: and art and stuff like that? Academics
1: and art. And, and I had friends, you know. I never felt without friends. We had the next-door neighbors and... You know, and, and synagogue, you know, and I, I was good in my Hebrew studies, and so it wasn't like I was a totally inadequate person. I had this one area I did feel, it was a constant strain that ran through my life, the body image thing.
0: And it's st- do you and think it's still, it's still with you to an extent?
1: I, yeah, I don't think it ever left me. I mean, But it's,
0: it's kept you very healthy by...
1: Yes, know. the benefit of it is that I started reading about nutrition early right. on, and... Um, especially when I got pregnant, but even before that, in college, I was reading about nutrition and started eating um, healthy back then. And so, yeah, so I think it definitely had a benefit. And I'm healthier than a lot of women my age now because, you know, I started on that path Mm -hmm. of health and fitness and and all that stuff. So, you know, but it it was a sort of dark background, you know, this sense of feeling inadequate in my body.
0: Did you ever, when do you feel like that, Did was there ever a tipping point where it was like, you kind of let go of that?
1: No, I think it was gradual. Well, when I got pregnant, my body became, there was another purpose for my body, You're supposed you to know? be fat. Well, it wasn't even about fat. It was just this sense of, um, the wonderful usefulness, you know, my right. body, it's not just about how I look now, you know. This is an amazing thing that's happening, and... Producing a baby and eating right for the health of the baby, mm-hmm. and and my first pregnancy, I did lose. Uh, I mean, I gained twenty pounds in the pregnancy, but I lost like five or seven. Just pounds. by eating well. Just by eating well, yeah. I'd, I certainly didn't starve myself, and I'm sure I had occasional ice cream, but.
0: Did you ever have e- an eating disorder, like you know, like any of the ones not, that people have?
1: It, not really. I mean, I, I think I've had disordered eating in terms of. Overeating, shame eating, hiding my eating, you know. That that everything I have the same stuff. Yeah. 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 Um so
0: But now ne- you would never hide in the bathroom and eat?
1: No. No, I would just find times when I
0: could eat. Go creep in the kitchen when no one was yeah. looking or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then but you had that major depression after Becky was born.
1: If you call it that. I mean, what, what my was symptom that? was what, insomnia. So right. this has been my... Do you think uh, that's when
0: that insomnia started?
1: I think so. I was trying to remember when I was talking to this herbalist, if I'd had insomnia before that. I Honestly, I can't remember. I mean, being the sort of... I'm sure I was not the heaviest sleeper. I'm sure I was But you probably sleeper, didn't
0: have real I insomnia not, if you don't remember no, You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I don't think I did. I think it started then and... He was able to put some things together because of that i mean you know after childbirth there's some real things that happen and then menopause you know those were the two things that marked my most severe insomnia
0: so at menopause was when you was when that really started this, again this period this patch yes yeah.
1: and in between i had some tides. which means that
0: it's hormonal in some way it's
1: hormonal and he connects that with blood flow in a certain way because you know It is connected with blood flow on a woman. And so it's an interesting thing how the Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine see that. But anyway, so, yeah.
0: You have an interesting... uh, Just to say, it's interesting to me that you you take stock in these kind of Eastern things at this point. You've loosened up a little bit. To me, when I was a kid, that was satanic stuff. Like, that's what I was taught. Not by you specifically. No, I don't think
1: we ever said that. You yeah. specifically
0: never said that. But yes, definitely. All the youth pastors, all the people that taught kids. So I always, anything in that world always seemed like evil. Anything in basically any other religion other than like Christianity or Judaism, pretty
1: much. Well, you know that parable, it uses King James language that so like the wheat and the tares, it's wheat and weeds. And it talks about them growing together, and it's a parable, so it's like a little teeny story with a meaning, you know, like a moral to the story. And the farm workers say, should we go pull out the weeds? And the owner says, no, you can't pull them out because you can't always tell the wheat from the weeds right now. You have to wait till everything is fully mature. So the way I see it is that all cultures have kind of weeds and wheat growing together it's i think there are some things in eastern cultures spiritual things that i don't necessarily appreciate or think are from god but at the same time i realize that there's wisdom and you know human beings are human beings and have sought out wisdom and have seen things and understood things so I feel that. See, I
0: appreciate that. I like. You
1: take wisdom where it is. It's not like anything. I'm not a black and white thinker in that way. See, I'm able. I'm
0: glad that you're able to do that. Like in my, in my recollection from my childhood, and I never had maybe a perception of where exactly you stood, um, you know, spiritually or religiously. I always felt that you you did seem always maybe a little more periphery but maybe you didn't feel like you had the freedom to talk think, to us kids about that yeah. stuff because we were taught that that was evil stuff and like that was the that was the preeminent thought within the community that we were mm-hmm. raised in even if you kind of never felt that way so I felt like maybe right. you never well, had you never had the freedom to say that or and something I
1: think you know raising kids I I, I also had trouble really knowing what I thought about a lot of these things because coming into this whole thing was very new to me. It was totally different world. And I, I feel that I went through many decades almost just baffled in, in a certain way, you know, like I, and, and I'm not, it's hard for me to really make my mind up easily first of all cuz i'm i'm always weighing and looking at things very great thinker yeah and i'm yeah. I'm, all, I'm i for long periods of time i can just keep weighing and looking at things and wondering and you know and uh, there's a truth that i see you know that uh, you know the whole eastern thing can be very extreme you know go off and Uh, Whatever, you know, go to a Buddhist monastery or or whatever it might be. I don't know. You could do that
0: within any context.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm just saying that the Eastern thing, it it was just coming in in the 60s, you know, and it was like this new thing that was an alternative to more traditional thinking, you know, so. And more uh, traditional thinking,
0: meaning Christian
1: thinking. Well, biblical. We're a biblical based. Judeo-Christian. Yeah, Judeo-Christian. Yeah.
0: Which is what, yeah, the U.S., most, most people tend to think right. about Right, the Western
1: cars. world has a, that background of Judeo-Christian thinking. And, you know, there are certainly some things that are, that you can find similarities, but there are some very big differences, too. You know, so, it, you know, when you're raising kids, I was too protective, I think, with others. You know, I didn't want you doing anything. I just wanted you in in like in a bubble you know I just <laughs> right. to be safe you know right that's been my my goal you know so I didn't know what to say about it I didn't like the people that were so extreme and, and always talking about the demonic this and demonic that yeah. but I also didn't want you necessarily going out and well getting into the drugs and getting into the you know I didn't want you doing that either and I, I was not that's the area. I feel like it was weak. Which as a I mother. did, but
0: I didn't feel like it, that bothered you all that much. Like, like if I was caught, like I got caught with smoking weed or whatever, and I feel like if I was caught having sex, it would have been worse.
1: Maybe well, I don't know. I think, that was that's a well, perception and sex I too. It involves another person. You know, yeah. it is a different sort of thing, and it just right. depends on you know what the
0: you're saying. Because then I would have been culpable somehow for. Defiling. Well, that's a whole other frozen. thing.
1: It's it's not just defiling. You're thinking in these. I, you know what I. I, don't, I don't, I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not
0: putting defiling in, in your mouth. Yeah. I'm saying that, like,
1: you know. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a, another person there and right, there, all right. their feelings in their life. Right. And, you know, that's a big thing. Then we would have had to.
0: But then, then but I wasn't being...
1: good at talking about yeah. relationships and I was right. terrible at it, and I am I, sorry that, that that was the case. You know?
0: No, that's all <laughs> right. Um. Anyway. That we're, we're we're I think two or three, um. T- uh, tan tangents beyond where we were, but <laughs> well, we can go back to, either we can go back to blood flow, um, Ayurvedic.
1: <laughs> I don't know medicine. Too much about it though. So. Okay,
0: or then we can get into the idea of just the yeah the right the the um, demonic stuff. So you were saying.
1: And I I want to think about closing too because I yeah. going
0: um you were saying you 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 didn't appreciate the people that were like demonic this demonic that but you also didn't want us uh, to go too deep into because uh, I do believe that there is evil in the world, and, in whatever, the world. and I do and think that and some and spiritual
1: world. things do have an evil side so you know and it's disturbing and you feel like your kids Ouija boards. Ouija boards, you know, I don't know. I think there probably can be an evil side to Ouija boards. I don't really know that much about them, to be honest with you. Yeah. But it depends on...
0: I've never used on one. How I people think I would still be scared to use one.
1: Use them, you know. I, I think the spiritual world is real. And, you know, being a Jew in the 20th century, uh, you know, growing up in that, I I, I cannot deny that evil is, is a real thing. And, and um... You hot? I'm hot. I am warm, yes. I'm
0: going to open the window a little bit. Yeah.
1: So you know, and wanting to keep your kids, so it's like erring on the side of safety rather than and other parents who are maybe more outgoing or maybe are on the other side. You know, try this, try that. You now I always err on the side of safety because I just my my basic instinct was to protect you, you know, and it was. Very, very strong, you mm-hmm. know, and and I think it suffocated you after a while, and you had to you felt like you had to go to California. Well,
0: I don't think that's why Not I went to California. suffocated, but
1: yeah, you wanted to launch out. You were ready in was, your life to launch out. I mean, I had yeah. and I had
0: the opportunities that I had, and I met right. the people I met, and I was really into it. It right. really had nothing to do with
1: with me. Anything before
0: yeah. that, it was just really like, wow, this is a cool thing I yeah. can do. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you
1: were it. ready to launch out into your life at that point. Yeah. All right, well Despite then. Despite the fact that you were. Just a kid to me. But,
0: I was just a I mean, I was a kid. Yeah. I was 20 or 21 or something, but yeah, yeah. You know.
1: No, it was good. I do remember, though, standing outside of um, Dave's house.
0: Dave Manson's house. Yeah, when yeah. you had
1: packed, I don't know if it was a van. Yeah, we had,
0: like, we rented a truck, ride, yeah. rider truck. Right.
1: And, and hugging you goodbye. It was quite emotional, emotional for me. It was hard. It was one of those feelings where it felt like the. The dam broke and it, everything was just flooding out, and I had no control over it. You know. And, Your tears, just, you mean? No, I'm just, just life. Yeah. That you know, you were going, and and I couldn't protect you, and you were, you know, total. Not that I really could before that, but there's an illusion. If you're around, I can kind of keep track of things or right. something like that. But, right, you but know, you don't
0: have to. That's that's what you had to learn. I'm sure. Is yeah.
1: That. I mean, I I did. I had to learn that, yeah. and and it was what it was, and it was probably you know good for that and and uh, and i'm i actually hap- i'm happy that we have this relationship now you know i mean i'm not saying that you know i don't know exactly what it looks like from your perspective but right. but i think there's a closeness yeah. here and and i think it's it's good and you're secure enough in your adulthood and what you do that you're not threatened by me being around and giving you some food and stuff like that sure <laughs>
0: Um, no, I appreciate that. Um, all right. Well, anything else that we want to talk about? I mean, we can, we can close it up.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of getting stiff sitting yeah, here. Yeah, I hear so you. If that's Let's, okay let's, let's close up
0: shop. Okay. Uh, I've been sitting here with my mother at Alt Park uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, sitting in my vault Am I not a Volvo anymore? <laughs> Volkswagen. All right. Let's close it out. That's
1: <laughs> better.
0: All right, come and see me uh, at one of these shows. Get get uh, get my mixtape from me. I got uh, I got those with me right now in my hands. Not right now, Sunday, but m- Wednesday when you're listening to this, or uh, later, unless it's after the tour when I've sold. If I've sold them out, if I have, we don't know. The Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com. You can donate to me on PayPal uh, via that email. At Yoni Wolf on Twitter um, Yoni Wolf at Facebook you gotta like my profile that way you'll know about all my goings on and things like that through Facebook uh, I'm all over the net you guys uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to get all these things done that I have to work on today and uh, keep your fingers crossed for me laundry is going in right now I think I'm gonna walk outside buck ass naked and hope none of my neighbors come out And look through the cracks in the fence. That's all I have to say. Have a beautiful May, springtime right now. It's gorgeous here, and I'm sure it is where you are too. And keep a wandering. like that.